Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the week. Sanctioned by Steel City Collectibles. And now... This is the moment sports card fans listening around the world have been waiting for. It's time! Bringing collectors everywhere up-to-date industry news, giving the inside scoop of product releases, it's the Steel City Scoop! All right, Ladies and gentlemen, this... I apologize for that. We had a little technical difficulty. Wanted to play that intro twice for you, I guess. But good morning, everybody. This is the Steel City Scoop. And as always, I am your host, Jason Dean Martin. And today we have a very special guest, should be joining us very shortly. Um, it is James J. Spence Jr. from JSA. He is the president, founder, and owner of JSA, better known as James Spence Authentication. So while we're waiting on him, just go through a couple uh, housekeeping things for everybody. As you may know, our blog, Still City Scoop, we started about two months ago. This is a podcast based on that website. So lots of great content at the website, stillcityscoop.com. And this podcast, which is, this is episode three, it's going to continue on a weekly basis. Right now we do it on Fridays, typically at 11 a.m. Uh, we switched it around a little bit today just to get the interview with Mr. Spence today. Have a few guests lined up in the next coming weeks. Those will be posted on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, uh, probably today, maybe Monday, depending on how busy my afternoon schedule gets. Uh, but we do have a couple, we have a couple artists that have done some work for Tops. We have someone from Onyx coming on um, and a couple other people in the works on a weekly basis. If it gets to the point where we need to do more than one a week, we will do that. Uh, it just kind of depends on how many people we can get scheduled. So definitely look forward to some guests coming on. We'll start today, like I said, with Vince from JSA. Um, but for those of you that are listening to the podcast, you can listen live when we go on Blog Talk Radio. Like I said, usually Fridays at 11, depending on the schedule. And then you can also subscribe iTunes, TuneIn Radio, um, Podbean, Stitcher, all those podcast apps. So you can subscribe to that. You'll get a notification every time you get a new. We record and upload a new episode, so no work for you. And 
you can also, uh, excuse me, lost my train of thought there. You can also follow the blog itself. If you, if you subscribe to the blog, you'll get email notifications every time we post an article. So every time we post a news article, you will get an automatic email notification. No work for you. And all the news comes directly to your email inbox. So actually, I see that Mr. Spence has just called in. So let's go ahead and get him on the line. See if we can get him hooked up here. I'm, I'm on. Hello, Jimmy, are you there? Oh, Jimmy Spence is on. Hi, Jimmy. So how are you doing today? I'm doing well, Jason. How are you? I'm great. I appreciate you joining us uh, for the interview today. A little bit of a short notice, you know, contacted you guys earlier in the week, but um, I definitely appreciate you jumping on. Wanted to talk a little bit about any plans for the national JSA in general, and then, you know, just any other tidbits that might pop up for us. So I'm familiar with JSA, you know, a lot of the collectors out there are and a lot of the listeners are but just for the ones that aren't can you give us a little bit of an introduction to you and your company well uh james spence authentication is a third-party autograph authentication service uh we've been around since uh 2005 and uh i'm the founder and owner and whatever else i guess uh uh on the top there but um what we do is we authenticate autographs for collectors, auction houses, dealers, people that find things in their attic, and uh, this adds value to um, their autographs. Um, we we work for more auction houses than anyone in the country. Um, our letters of authenticity, what they do is they add value to a person's collection. Uh, this uh enables them to sell the item or buy the item and uh, also be able to feel good about their purchase so that it becomes marketable in uh, this industry. I will say with your, your letter of authenticity, I've always loved that. Uh, I love the fact that all the details are there. Um, the one that's on the website right now shows a Mickey Mantle baseball. So to show you an example of what, that letter will look like and all the information that it would include. But to me, I always love the bottom, especially on this one where it says quantity of signatures, one writing implement, ballpoint pen, location, sweet spot, color blue, all those little details I always thought made it, I guess, well, counterfeit yeah, proof or however you want to say that. Yeah, we wanted to be very detail-oriented. When I started this company, because I don't know if, you're, if your listeners are uh, familiar with my background, but I started PSA DNA back in 1999. I was the president of that company after selling my company to Collectors Universe when they were an IPO. And after leaving that company, I had a good run with them, and I'm very you know, proud of uh, you know, what I had built there. But uh, you know, I, had enough, I had fire in the belly, and I wanted to go back into my own business. And um, I did just that, and I knew I was going to have to build a better mousetrap. And that being said, I, I had to redesign the letter of authenticity. I felt it was extremely important, like it was for the PSA DNA letters, that it did have an image of the exact item that would be on the letter of authenticity. I felt it was also important to have uh, a uh, watermarked paper that was proprietary. It's um, also... Uh, trademarked uh, with my signature 
And also what we do that nobody else does is we actually have a notary public notarize my signature. So with all these checks and balances, in addition to the description that's on it, I knew it was going to be better and better received by the public than what I had created with PSA. Um, the description is really important. I think people like to know the era in which something was manufactured or printed, and they also like to know, uh, you know, the key names, who the Hall of Famers are, what type of uh, writing implement was used, the color, the location. So we take the extra step. I mean, I've, uh, you know, I've, I, if you put them side by side to any of our competitors, uh, letters of authenticity, you would see the difference in how we, well, that, that's the way I am. I mean, you know, when you're, when you're a re, a really a collector and, you, and you're trying to um, be as detail-oriented or some people will say anal retentive, you know, that, that's, that's what people want. I sense that from people. You know, if you, you misspell something, they want it corrected, and I'm willing to do that if that ever happens because I know the way collectors think because I'm a collector myself. You know, I can appreciate when you say that basically if there was ever an issue that you would correct it or ever an error because I've seen some things where, you know, there are typos or misspellings or however it happened, but a lot of those things, they stick out like a sore thumb. And when the company will replace or repair or however you want to say that, when they will take care of the situation, that always reflects well, reflects well on them. Yes. And I always believe that a letter of authenticity that we provide has a live signature on it and not, you know, a facsimile. I mean, after all, we are right. authenticating order. So I felt that that was huge and important. We, I must sign personally well over 20,000 of these letters a, a year. Um, and my son down in the, our Florida location, um, he signs probably just as many at that, at that facility. Um, so, you know, we, we really take pride and we get these things turned around. We're not telling you it's going to be three months from now. In fact, in most cases, the letters are going out the door the same week in which we um, examine the item. So we've got it down uh, to a science here. We, we want to get you know, the letters of authenticity into the person's hands. And it's very important to say an, uh, an auction house or especially a dealer, when uh, the, a sale is on the line, they want to consummate it, and the person that's buying it doesn't want to receive the item this week and then two months later get the letter of authenticity. They want to sell it as a package uh, so that the person you know, doesn't, feel like, you know, there's a scam going on or anything like that. Uh, so it's, it's, I find it very important. I, I, I was a dealer at one time, you know, many years ago. I haven't sold anything well over 15 years, but I, I, I know what it's like to be a dealer, uh, you know, and to be able to make that customer happy and so that he comes back to me again and again and again and he realizes what he's getting is a, um, a valid item and something that's going to hopefully increase in value, you know, over a period of time. It is always nice, like you said, that you've been on both sides of the fence, that you can sympathize with, with both parties and see what is important you know, to dealers and collectors. That's one thing that always benefits anybody that's ever in those shoes, uh, being on both sides of the fence. I don't want to talk about every yeah, service that you offer. Go ahead. No, there's also a third side of the fence, not to interrupt you, but yeah, I'm go a ahead. collector. For yeah, I'm, I mean, this – 
this just didn't uh, come to me in a dream one day. I mean, I, I was a collector for many years. My father and grandfather were also collectors. In fact, they both worked at Yankee Stadium. Um, and my grandfather had built up uh, quite a nice collection, probably one of the finest I've ever seen. And that, you know, as long as I can remember, I've been surrounded by autographs. And it, it really is a passion of mine. So this isn't just, you know, a, a money-making endeavor for me. This is something, I mean, in my office, I've got, uh, I, I'm probably a step away from being a hoarder. I've just got all kinds of memorabilia. I've kept things throughout the years. And, I, uh, you know, I like it. It's, it's, not, it's not just widgets to me. I know some dealers and maybe even some people that are, you know, on my side of the industry, they uh, they're just doing this for financial gain. I truly love this stuff. I, I enjoy collecting. I get a kick out of buying a, a two thousand dollar item or even a twenty dollar item. I mean, they, you know, it's just something to feed my collection. And um, and I, I know a lot of people in this industry and or in this hobby that are just like that. They get their fix. They, they enjoy it. They enjoy the camaraderie. They, they enjoy talking about it. Um, and I've always made myself available to those people because I have that same mindset. Yeah, I, I was going to ask you later, but since you kind of got on that subject, I want to go ahead and ask you now, the amount of years that you've been in the collecting, the autographs, all of those industries and those hobbies, do you remember what started it for you personally? And I, now, I know you said your dad was a collector, but for you personally, do you remember you know, the first one that you got or the first one that stands out in your memory? Well, um, I guess it, it, it really started with my grandfather. He, he lived in um, Long Island and Huntington, Long Island. And what he, he had autographs uh, actually displayed all over the walls of his uh, basement. And I was marveled by it, even at a young age, that uh, he was able to collect all of these autographs. And they were so uniform, and you could tell that they were all on philatelic covers that were all stamped and postmarked. And I, I used to ask him questions about it, and, uh, you know, and he told me how he was able to write away to many of these celebrities. And um, I started doing it what I knew best, which was baseball. And I remember getting the address out of the back of a Yankee um, yearbook for uh, Bill Mambouquet. And um, I wrote to him. I had a, a baseball card. Uh, I think it was, it was definitely it was a 1968 Topps card. And, you know, a couple of weeks later, I got it signed. And I was thrilled. And, of course, I caught the bug. And I just kept doing it and sending to other people. I'd get other addresses or I'd go to different functions or or uh, appearances that the players were at. So, it, you know, this dates back to the 1960s for me. And, you know, I built myself a nice collection, and my brothers also did the same. And, you know, I carried it into my adulthood, and eventually it turned into a business. You know, I, I, I just, you could sense that, you know, this passion inside of me. And I, I, I was a very successful dealer, and then I noticed that there was a tremendous uh, void in this industry for any type of regulation. And um, I studied up, I got a certificate in forensic document examination, and I made myself an expert. I spent thousands of hours just studying this and really understanding what was valid, what was secretarial, noticing that there were forgeries in the industry. And I really believe that this, uh, you know, starting with what did to begin with before I started with PSA DNA, then on to what I did with JSA, 
I, I really believe it was very, very important and vital to this hobby that this was put in place because, you know, it wasn't like the government was going to step in and, and regulate this right. whole situation. Because we had to self-govern ourselves. And, um, you know, if you, if you have, uh, you know, the integrity and the passion and uh, the know-how, you, you can, you know, do anything. And, and that's exactly what I did. I threw everything I had into uh, learning and making this a better industry for a lot of people. The one service that I wanted to ask you about, like I, like I said, I didn't want to, I promised you, you know, 15 or 20 minutes, I wouldn't take too much of your time. Uh, but the one service I did want to bring up that I think is interesting is the signature de- debut certification. It's an interesting concept to me because the the hobby and the industry, so many people are focused on prospects and rookies and earlier years. Can you divulge a little bit more information about the signature debut certification process? Yes. Um, what we do is it's, it's strictly, um, it, it's strictly uh, given to people in their rookie year. In other words, the, the very first at bat or the very first game that they play in their sophomore season, their second season, uh, they're no longer eligible to uh, be part of the signature debut. So people are guaranteed that uh, they're only getting an autograph while the person is a professional rookie. Um, when I say professional, actually in major league, a person could, could be, uh, you know, in the minor leagues for some time and uh, they would still be eligible. So it would have to be before then. Um, and it works for, you know, everyone, not just baseball, but um, it, it works in the NFL, NHL, NBA, I mean, wh- whatever. Um, if, a, if a person is in that rookie season, we will cert it as being that rookie signature uh, for time to time. Now, we can't go backwards. I you know, even though I feel very strongly that it might be a 1951 Mickey Mantle autograph and everything that surrounds it. Right. Um, we won't do that. We're just doing real time, you know, that we, we know for a fact and it's not our opinion at that point that it is indeed a rookie signature. I mean, I love the concept. I think the fact that you you have an end date, you know, obviously you don't know it ahead of time, but you have an end date as to when you stop certifying those as, you know, signature debuts or rookie years. So I think that adds a little bit of, uh, not mystique, that might be a, a bad word for it, but it adds a little bit of substance, you know, to the certification Yes, we're very strict about it, and, you know, there's there's no leeway in that, um, you know. And, and then in years to come, you know, 10 years down the road, a person can be assured that that autograph was indeed signed in 2018 if, if this was the year that we're doing it. And um, uh, people, uh, as you know, even in, with the cards, people like the rookie stuff, and uh, they want to get the person beforehand. And quite honestly, if you look at a guy's rookie signature, it's generally – better it's generally more legible than that if you know he's you know playing for 10 years and all of a sudden you know his hand starts to uh tire and they get sloppy with their autograph just like anyone's and uh people want a, a better formed autograph and um it's, it's hard for a person to go back to that after signing you know tens of thousands of autographs throughout their career okay so let's talk a little bit about the national that's coming up. Um, like I said earlier, that was 
the main premise of bringing you on the show today. And then after that, I, I will completely let let you go. But I'm assuming you guys will be at the national. And if so, what do you have going on that you can talk about today? Oh yeah. So I, I mean, I, I must've done the last 35 nationals. So uh, certainly we're veterans of this and we take a very large crew to the national. I'm sure we'll have uh, somewhere in the twenties as far as workers are concerned. Um, and uh, we set up a booth. We're there to get, um, you know, bring in submissions and hopefully, you know, within a two hour turnaround, we can get items back in the hands of collectors in, in the hands of dealers or auction houses. We make ourselves very available. Um, my, um, my two sons, uh, run the booth. Uh, they're very active in the business. Um, and, um, I basically at this stage of the game, um, you know, I do some authenticating when I'm there, but, Quite honestly, I'm walking the floor, shaking hands and kissing babies at this point. <laughs> they they do a fun job in the yeah. I mean, a lot of it is you know for me it's it's having meetings with people, developing new strategies, uh, new initiatives. Um, so uh, I enjoy that, and and I just love talking to the people. I mean, some of these people I hadn't seen since last year's national, so it gives me right. an opportunity to to find out what's going on, see what some of their concerns might be or, and, and, you know, people like the fact that, you know, they have access to me. I'm not hiding behind some, you know, wizard of Oz curtains, you know, um, I, I'm, I've always been, you know, extremely accessible and available to the collectors because that's what I am. I, it's not like that's what I was. That's what I am. Well, this actually, for me, this will be my first national. Um, it's just something that I've never, the dates were either bad or the location was bad. So I'm excited. Um, and I'm kind of excited to take in all, all of these surrounding things that you're talking about and talk to different people and see the booths and just soak it all in essentially. Um, so I would, I would definitely be looking for you at the national and some of these other people that we'll be talking to in the next couple of weeks. Um, like I said, I, I promised you, I would keep you to 15 or 20 minutes. So that was all I had planned today, unless you have anything else that you would like to get, uh, talk about or go over. No, I'm just I'm very honored that you'd ask me on your podcast, and I look forward to meeting you at the National. And if there's anything I can help you or anybody else with, you know, don't feel shy or uh, funny about approaching me. I'll, I'll, I'll be walking the floor probably Wednesday through Saturday in Cleveland, and uh, it's, it's a great time. It's a great moment for the hobby, and I think uh, – you know, everybody uh, enjoys it. I, I can't imagine uh, someone not. It's just so much to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited, especially being my first one and to be with Steel City. So I think that'll be a different experience for me. But I will definitely be hunting you down at the show so we can talk a little bit more. But um, I appreciate you coming on today, and I will definitely be in touch with you in the future, and hopefully we can do this again. Wonderful. Okay, thanks again. Take care. Thank you, Jimmy. All right, guys, I hope you enjoyed the interview with Jimmy Spence, uh, president, founder, and owner of JSA. I thought it was pretty cool. I love what JSA does. I think the certification and authentication process is an interesting one, um, even more so than grading. Everybody knows that Beckett, 
PSA, SGC are the main three graders. Uh, they also do authentication services, but with JSA, they are strictly authentication. There is no grading, but I've always loved their process, their offerings, their certificates. I think they bring a different element to a lot of the authentication and to the hobby in general. So definitely check them out. And especially if they're going to do, try to do a two hour turnaround time at the national, uh, that's impressive to me. That's impressive for any show, but to be able to do it at the national, that's extremely impressive. You can check out their website. Let me pull that up for it is Spence, S-P-E-N-C-E-L-O-A.com. Everything is on the site, the fees, the process, the services, tons of pictures, videos. Um, there's even a blog from Jimmy Spence Jr. and then his son. There are a few articles from each. Interesting topics like the Hall of Fame, postcards, um, a different couple. Um, let's see if I can pull that up real quick. There's a Derek Jeter blog article. Christy Mathewson, the, like I said, the Hall of Fame postcards, um, understanding the authenticity of autographs. I've read a lot of these articles myself. Very interesting, you know, even for somebody like me that's been in the hobby for going on 31 years now. So definitely a pretty interesting website to check out. It's not just to uh, submit items to be authenticated, although you obviously you can with the fees and you can see the process and how to submit. Um, again, one more time, the website is spenceloa.com. They also have all the events that they will be attending. Um, and they are a busy bunch just this weekend. One, two, three, four, five. There are five events this weekend. There are six, seven, eight, there are eight next weekend. So they are a busy crew. Um, they will be in Chantilly for the CSA sports show as well. That's one of the bigger ones coming up. And then like we spoke on the interview, they will be at the national, which is the first weekend of August, August 1st through the 5th. That is in Cleveland at the IIX center. So, very pleased with our first guest of the podcast, Jimmy Spence. Like I said, that we will have a couple more coming up in the next few weeks. I already have a couple people scheduled, working on a couple additional. I will post probably the next week's guest. I will probably post that today or on Monday so that everybody can see who they are and why we would want to have them on for an interview. Uh, we'll do a couple more things for this podcast. Probably won't go the full hour today. Just wanted to go over a few things real quick. Definitely follow us on Twitter. Uh, it is SCC Trading Cards. We just had a stack of packs giveaway. I don't even know the number of packs that were in there. Looking at the picture, it looks like ooh, 50 to 60 maybe. Somewhere in that, somewhere in that number range um basically the stack of packs giveaway was is it's not over yet we're going to give it away today that will be given away to a random follower and retweeter of that post uh, we actually had 787 people as i look at it on the screen retweet that image so there are s at least 787 entries 
I'm not going to do it yet. Uh, we'll do it later this afternoon, so it probably will surpass 800. Uh, I will do that this afternoon for sure, so we will have a winner this afternoon before the end of the business day. Uh, that stack of packs, what we wanted to do, each person that retweeted or followed SEC trading cards would be entered in the contest. We wanted to reach 10,000 Twitter followers. We were so close. We were at around 98.50, so we were about 150 short. And it even surprised me a little bit that how fast we did it. We got to 10,000 from that 98.50 in right about 24 hours. Uh, pretty impressive giveaway. I personally, I love the picture. I love how Steve, uh, one of our employees that does all most of our graphics, he uh, put some people rock climbing on the stack of packs. It's a pretty cool picture. Go check it out on our Twitter. I think it was on Facebook and Instagram too, but it is a Twitter contest. Uh, let's see what else we got going on. Today is the new release, or is the release day for 2018 Tops Factory sets. There is a retail and a hobby version with different inclusions. The hobby version actually has a five-card bonus pack. <clears throat> Let's see. Five-card bonus pack of doo, 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 foil board parallels. So these are probably only going to be included in the complete sets. So these these are typically harder to find because a lot of people don't open their sets. So if you're a player collector, definitely want to jump on that card once it pops on eBay as soon as you can. Um, I have a few players that I collect. Jed Jerko was one of them. Uh, he's a WVU native WVU alum and plays for the Cardinals right now. He is somebody that I personally collect. I know getting his 2013, uh, the factory set parallel, uh, that's a difficult card to get. And that was, I only saw it once um, and I snatched it up, which I'm kind of glad I did. Cause now five years later, I still haven't seen another one for sale. So, Player collectors definitely going to want to pay attention to that one. Each hobby version, that is the red box, will offer five random serial numbered foil board parallels. The retail set, which is the blue box, will be at Targets and Walmarts and will offer five rookie variation cards as the bonus. The five cards will be Shohei Otani, Reese Hoskins, Rafael Devers, Ahmed Rosario, and Clint Frazier. These also will have the Ronald Acuna and Glaber Torres rookie cards. They are different photo variations of what was the short print for Series 2. So they actually will have two uh, variations for 2018 tops as well. Talked about the National a little bit. Don't forget, Steel City Collectibles is going to be at the National, of course. We will be in booth number 655, which is directly across from Panini and right beside Leaf. Uh, Leaf is 555 and Panini is 643. So we will be directly across from Panini, right beside Leaf, diagonal from Upper Deck, and just down a booth or two from Tops. Um, 655 is our booth number, so definitely check us out there. We'll have details on our national redemptions, promotions, all that sort of stuff that's coming up. We are actually finishing those promotions as we speak.
if you are a podcast listener, and I can actually vouch for this, I've tried it myself now. If you are a podcast listener that has an Amazon Alexa device, so like an Echo, a Dot, a Spot, or I'm trying to think what the new one is with the screen, the bigger screen. But anyways, if you have an Echo, a Dot, um, any of those Alexa devices, you can actually listen to this podcast on the device. What it'll do is it will pull the podcast from the TuneIn Radio app that we have set up through our RSS feed. So you don't actually have to do anything. You don't have to download any TuneIn Radio apps or anything like that. We've actually set that up all for you already. It's very easy. All you have to do is say play the Steel City Scoop podcast. I think last week I said all you have to do is say play the Steel City Scoop I tried that. I actually purchased an Echo last week. Um, been wanting to get one for a while, just kind of put it off. And then this gave me a reason to purchase it because then I could, you know, tell everybody, oh, I need to buy this so that I can make sure that this works or test out uh, the podcast feed. So actually tried it myself. If you say play Still City Scoop, it probably won't pull it up for you. Alexa won't recognize. But if you say play Still City Scoop podcast, it will play within five seconds. Um, it's pretty neat. I'm actually starting to love this Amazon Echo, and I think my wife is too. She's putting all kinds of stuff on the grocery list for the app that we have connected. So I think we're all getting a kick out of it. Um, one other new release today to go along with the factory sets. Sorry, I'm not trying to jump around today, but just the little things that are coming to my mind. One other release today is 2018 Topps Definitive Baseball. That is a high-end baseball product, right under $1,000 a box. You can get six autograph or autograph relic cards plus two relic cards per box on average. So you're looking eight cards per pack. Um, definitely a high-end product, but you're looking at on-card signatures, You know, amazing patches. We're not really looking at single color swatches I don't think I think everything I mean there is one that's a Chris Bryant in the cell sheet that has a pinstripe so it's not a patch it's close to a single color but you can see in the cell sheet if you see it on the Steel City Collectibles website there's a Ben Attendee patch auto there's a Mark McGuire patch auto there's a Kofax on card and then there is a Clint Frazier on card signature so definitely a high-end product um, this is something that can actually be broke live on the Steel City Break Room. So if you purchase a box from Steel City Collectibles, you can actually select the box that says Break Live, and we will break that live for you. Tons of other stuff that you can break live. Um, trying to think of what came out this week. Inception was one that's a new product. Museum is a new product. Um, all kinds of little things. There's even some stuff from older years. So if you look at basketball and football, you can actually go back and pick some of the older products too that are break live eligible. While we're talking about the website, I do want to mention, if you haven't already noticed, the website did go through a little bit of a makeover not too, not too long ago, within the past few weeks. There are some cool, cool new things about it. Um, if at the top, there's a nice little yellow banner there, special deals, the break room, the release schedule, you know, our free shipping promotion. Uh, there's a link to the Steel City Scoop website. That'll take you right to all the news articles. 
um, straight from the Steel City Collectibles website. So it's a one click over to all the news in the industry. The one thing that's nice though in this little yellow banner, if you click release schedule and it'll take you to what we call a release schedule. Now we used to have a release calendar um, and it had that calendar format where on each day there was a little square that had everything listed. This actually is a list to where you just scroll, 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 and you can see everything that's upcoming and everything that is scheduled. Granted, dates may change. You know, there are some products that change three or four times, but for the most part, everything should be accurate. And it's always going to be as accurate as the information that we have currently. We pretty much update those dates instantly as soon as we find out from the manufacturer that something has changed. But that nice little feature where it's not the calendar, to me, I think it's a lot more readable. It's a lot easier to read. But the nice thing is there's a black box on the right side. It has a little envelope icon, and then it says notify of release. So let's take, for example, the next one, 2018 Onyx Clubhouse Collection Baseball. If you click notify of release, it'll pop up and say, it'll ask you if you want to be notified when 2018 Onyx Clubhouse Collection Baseball Hobby Box is released. All you do is you type in your email address, click Save Notification. That's it. You'll be done. What will happen is once that product is in stock and actually in the warehouse, ready to be shipped out for you, you'll get a notification that, hey, I can go order it. I don't have to pre-order it um, and wait. You know that when you get that notification, that item is actually in stock and ready to go. So it's a nice little feature. I love it because there are things that you can see three or four months in advance and then you're like oh i should remember that i'll set a a notification on my phone well then if a date changes that phone notification really didn't do you any good the nice thing here is if you click it click notify release sign up for the notification if the date changes we'll send you the notification on that new date so you don't actually have to set four or five uh, calendar reminders in your your iPhone or your uh, LG phone or whatever you may have. So that's what's, to me, that's where it's different than putting it in the calendar and what makes it better. Um, Another thing is you can actually filter a little bit better now. Um, Let's do a couple of things here. Type in 2018 baseball. Type that into the website. On the left side, it'll say filter by, and it'll give you options for years, on sale, break live eligible, in stock pre-order, um, and configuration, card type. So for configuration, you're looking blasters, boxes, um, cases, sets, group breaks, lots, packs, you know, however you like to purchase your stuff. And you can also filter by brand. The new part on here is filtering by years and then filtering by break live eligible or live break eligible, however you want to say it. Um, you can, if you are impatient, like some people, that's not me. I don't want anybody else opening my cards. But if you want to buy a box, something brand new, and you want to, you're at work on lunch and you want to see that broken today, you can click break live eligible. Let's say, for example, the first one for 2018 baseball is Tops and Shep inception click that and they will break it at some point 
during that day. We always do the breaks the same day. Um, so if you purchase this at 1236, which is what it is right now, we will break it this afternoon, usually within an hour or two. Um, if you purchase it at eight in the morning, we most likely probably won't break it until one o'clock, which is when we typically start our live breaks on YouTube and Breakers TV. We will break it for you live that day. You can always go back and watch the video on demand. Um, it will have your name and the title of the box. So you can watch it live, or if you're in a meeting and it runs late and you're going to miss the video, you can always go back and watch it on demand. Um, for some breaks, we will email the customer, say, if you pay for it at 3 in the morning and you, it's going to be broken the next day, we will typically email you and say, hey, we're going to break this at 1, 1.30 today. That way, if you're free, you can actually hop on live and watch it. Uh, we try to give you as much notice as possible when that happens. It doesn't always work out. I'm not going to lie to you. Sometimes we do it and then we're five minutes late or five minutes early. But 99% of the time, uh, we will email you and give you a good time to tune in to watch your live break. couple of new articles that were posted on the blog. Um, one thing that we do is called five questions with, and we've had a variety of guests so far. We do an interview on the Steel City Scoop website with typically it's athletes. Uh, but one week we did do an interview with Rich Klein, who now works with Check On My Cards, formerly worked with Beckett. Um, and we kind of asked them questions relating to the hobby, their collecting past or their collecting history and how they feel about certain things. I would suggest that you check out this week's. Uh, this is probably one of the bigger names that we've had, or at least most most known in the card industry. Um, previous guests, okay, actually I'll tell you previous guests first. Previous guests include Jeff Montgomery from the Kansas City Royals, Rich Klein, like I mentioned, Greg Zahn, who played for the Orioles, um, I believe the Marlins, couple other teams in the 90s and early 2000s. David McCarty, he was a top prospect for the Twins in the early 90s, early to mid-90s. And Rob Ducey, who played most of his career with the Blue Jays, uh, but was pretty much in every card set in the late 80s and early 90s. Don Rest, Score, Fleer, Tops, all those. This week, actually, though, we had Evan Mathis, um, Alabama alum, NFL player, probably most notably known for his time with the Eagles. Also was part of the Super Bowl 50 champion Denver Broncos. And a very well-known card collector. Made some headlines earlier this year. He auctioned off his PSA 9 1952 Topps Mickey Mantle through Heritage Auctions. That card actually sold for $2.88 million. I mean, it's a PSA 9 1952 Topps Mantle, so not surprised at the price, really. Um, surprised more so that a PSA 9 exists. But he actually has a new site called The Card Buff. He posts, he actually hand-selects and posts cards that he thinks people would be interested in. Um, graded vintage, graded, graded modern, and raw vintage are the categories. Usually three or four cards per day. But it's interesting. It's not always, you know, the Jordans or the Mantles or the Tom Brady's. You know, he has some off-the-wall guys, 
especially in the raw vintage, because he's looking at high grade vintage cards. Uh, so it's a pretty cool, pretty cool site. You can follow him on Twitter as well. Uh, the site is the card buff and it is cardbuffbuff.com. Uh, but five questions with him. I'll just give you an example of one of the questions, but you can actually go read it on our site. One of the questions I asked him was, what player or players did you idolize as a child? And being an Alabama native, I'm not too surprised at this when he said Bo Jackson and Frank Thomas. Um, the one interesting thing, though, let's see if I can find it here. He said, I also still have the first baseball card I ever owned. It used to be folded twice and sitting in my baby book because for some reason, younger me thought that was a good place for such a memory. It's 1988 Topps Bo Jackson. It's graded a PSA 1, and I have it listed on eBay for $969,000. Obviously, he knows nobody's going to buy this card. It's sentimental to him, but that listing is going to pull people in and say, well, what's going on here? Why is it PSA 1 almost a million dollars? But also, why is it PSA 1 1988 Topps Bo Jackson almost a million dollars? So go check that out on eBay. Just search Bo Jackson PSA 1. You'll find it. Um, or Bo Jackson and then filter it to the highest price Bo Jackson card. You'll find it. Uh, it was very easy. It's an inter- interesting uh, card to look at. And, you know, I always think it's ironic. It's interesting when people get cards graded that are ones or authentics because they're sentimental to that person. So I always thought that was kind of cool when that happened and it was nice to see somebody like Evan Mathis do it as well. Uh, so we did that one. And then a new one today, we actually posted a new deal of the day segment. Typically we do a deal of the day through steel city collectibles every Wednesday that runs for 24 hours this week. We started Dave's deal of the day. Dave is one of our sales account managers in the building. And we gave him the opportunity to select a product that he he thought was pretty cool, that was worthwhile to collectors, and was a good value. Um, He actually picked 2015 Panini Elite Extra Edition Baseball. It's a good product. Right now, the deal price is $119.95 for a hobby box. I think there are seven hits, six autographs, and one relic per box. So seven hits per box, that's less than $20 a hit. And you're looking at some rookies. Well, maybe rookies isn't a good word, but you're looking at some early autographs. Vlad Jr., Ben Attendee, Bregman, Ozzy Albies, Glaber Torres, Victor Robles. There's even some really rare passing the torch autographs that kind of harken back to the early Don Rust days. Well, not early, but early 2000s Don Rust days. Uh, those passing the torch football autographs. Uh, there's a Vlad Jr., Vlad Sr. passing the torch autograph. Granted, these are out of 10, but they're pretty cool cards. Definitely worth some money. Uh, there's actually a Cal Ripken, Ryan Ripken one as well. There's a Mariana Rivera and a Mariana Rivera. I want to say it's the third. I don't know if it's the second or third, but Mariana Rivera and his son uh, have a passing the torch autograph as well. So seven hits, 120 bucks a box. Pretty good deal. Honestly, in my opinion, I think that's a good product that gets overlooked because it is pre-MLB uniforms. You know, there's international college uniforms or no logos because it's Panini, but don't, 
you know, this is a product that you probably shouldn't overlook. This is something that's going to continue to go up. Um, I, one example I can give you is 2009 Upper Deck Signature Stars. It's got a ton of USA stuff in it, but that product used to be 30 or $40 a box. Now you're looking 60 70 a box, depending on where you're buying it. It is just continue, continually going up every year because of the inclusion of Machado, Harper, um, I think Trevor Bauer is in there. You know, those they're all USA uniforms, but they're early autographs and early relics where this is kind of the same concept. You know, Judge is in here as well. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is in here. Corey Seager is in here. Uh, Moncada is in here. This is a good product that kind of gets overlooked because it is that elite extra edition, has that college or non-professional uh stigma to it so definitely something to check out there uh let's see what else we got one other thing is we we posted our spreadshirt uh website this week you can get some steel city collectibles gear and some steel city scoop gear on there uh bags shirts hoodies the whole deal I realize this isn't a huge part of the hobby, but it is pretty cool when you can buy um, branded items of, you know, a podcast that you listen to or a blog that you follow or, you know, a bigger retailer in the industry. You know, I have Panini shirts. I have Topps apparel. Um, I think that, I think that stuff is always pretty cool. And for our industry, not something that happens very often usually don't see you know tops panini leaf logos on anything but the products occasionally there are shirts and hats but you know that stuff is pretty few and far between and then for a retailer to do it as well you know obviously we're not going to stop selling cards and start selling t-shirts to make a living but it is a nice little add-on when you can promote or just wear something of one of the bigger retailers or the bigger brands out there. Just a nice little thing. You know, we don't get much from it. Um, it's more of a promotional item. So it was just something kind of cool that we can do and use to promote the podcast, the website, the blog, um, kind of all in one. All right, guys. Actually, that might be it for today. I'm looking at my notes to see if I missed anything. Um, the only other thing I wanted to go over was just an interesting product. I'll be curious to see how this works for probably for the box breakers. I don't imagine a ton of personals. This seems like a box break group break product, but Scheduled to release on July 11th, so that's going to be next Wednesday, is 2018 Topps Diamond, excuse me, 2018 Topps Diamond Icons Baseball. Um, right now, Steel City has four box cases on the website. Looks like it's about $1,500 a box. Um, read you the description of the product from Topps. Featuring the best of the past, present, and future, Topps Diamond Icons is the ultimate pack-breaking experience all 
All autographs are on card. Each box guarantees seven autographs, two autographed relics, and one relic. Every card is numbered to 25 or less. Every other box includes a cut signature. Definitely a high-end product. I mean, you're talking $1,500 for 10 cards. So $150 average card price. I mean, it doesn't look like it's going to disappoint. It'll just kind of depend. Um, I saw some comments about museum collection, about the collation of the packs, and it seemed like there were, maybe it was Inception. Maybe it was Inception. One of those two, I saw a couple of people say that, you know, there were hot boxes and then not so good boxes. They would be nice if they spread it around. So we'll see how it goes. I don't know that I ever really believe that theory, but everybody's going to think differently, I guess. But on the sell sheet for this, you can see there's a Hank Aaron out of 25, an Otani out of 25, Chris Bryant out of 25, red ink. Kind of surprised it's not less, but parallels on those 10, five and one. Um, so the gold parallel is the one of one. And then there are diamond autographs, gold parallel. Those are one of one. There's an Ichiro and a Mike Trout on the sell sheet. Not a ton of information, surprisingly, for a price point of roughly $1,500 a pack. So it'll be interesting to see how that breaks down. It looks like, let's see, jumbo patches out of 25 it looks like every card in here besides, so you're looking 10 cards per pack, and I think it is nine autographs and one relic. So that's a good, that is a good mix. I will say for the average hit cost of $150 to be nine autographs out of 10, I think that's a pretty good breakdown. So, all right, guys, I think that's going to do it today. I actually went longer than I thought I was going to go today. So, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocketcast, TuneIn Radio, wherever you listen to your podcast. Podbean is another one. Subscribe, leave us a review, rate the podcast. We appreciate the five-star ratings. We are new. This isn't perfected yet, so don't take it. Don't go too hard on us. But more guests, some better content coming. Um, interviews are what we are striving to get every week. And then maybe a couple call-in shows to where it's just people calling in, talking about the hobby, maybe going for a couple hours instead of just an hour or, you know, 45 minutes. So definitely some things on the horizon. Uh, these are, I don't want to say tune-up episodes, but these are kind of our, this is our preseason. So give us a few episodes to perfect the process. Uh, make sure you subscribe. Like I said, leave us ratings leave us a review, um, follow the blog as well, subscribe. You can get emails to everything that we put out. I would say there's two to four posts per day. Um, two to three is probably more accurate just with as much as, as much as there is happening every day. Two to three is probably more accurate. Um, definitely follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, SCC trading cards, and any questions, you can always hit us up on Twitter, send us a message, um, give us some ideas. If there's something you would like us to talk about, if there's a guest that you would like to have um, interviewed on the show, 
or even like a format that you would like to see, like I said about the call-in shows, you know, let us know. We'll take everything into consideration. We do have guests lined up for at least the next two weeks. Um, next week, actually, will probably be on Thursday. I will be going to the Chantilly Show in Virginia, so I'll be leaving on Friday. So I can't do the podcast on Friday. We'll probably look for a Thursday, um, a Thursday broadcast. Definitely one guest scheduled, possibly two for next week. They're interesting guests. Um, they are not employees of, you know, Tops Panini or anything like that, but they are some interesting guests that you will probably want to tune in to see uh, or to listen to, excuse me. And then have Lance Fisher on the 20th from Onyx scheduled. I guess I just announced that without even realizing. So Lance Fisher from Onyx will be our guest on the 20th. And then, like I said, I will announce uh, the guests for next Thursday probably later today or on Monday. So stay tuned for that. Thank you guys for listening. That is all for today. And I appreciate all the feedback that we've gotten so far on the podcast. Keep it up. Um, We want to know what you like, what you don't like, what you want to see or hear, um, I guess would be a better word, what you want to hear and who you would like us to interview on the show. So any suggestions, make sure you just send us a message on Twitter, SCC Trading Cards. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive of offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.